0: Welcome to Arbor Bridge Church's weekly podcast with your teacher, Daryl Canty. Arbor Bridge Church exists to bridge the gospel and our community by connecting people to Jesus and each other. Visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com. You can all be seated. Twins. Yeah. Mmm. Thanks to thanks to Charlotte and Isaac and Elise and for your uh, for your work we we appreciate you. Um, thanks for Maria for what she's sharing. Uh, was perfect perfect words, perfect example of what we have in mind for our church or what what we want our church to be or what we. It's always good to know where we're headed or what we would like to become. And she. She talked about that well. So my name is Daryl. I'm the pastor here at Arbor Bridge. Um thanks for thanks for sharing your morning with us. I'm grateful to get to be a part of the worship service with you today. Um before I share my message, I have a few announcements I want to bring up to you or put in front of you. So um a couple things um in regards to next month. Um my uh my sabbatical is starting um uh this week. So yep, yeah. Uh so my uh the first day will be Wednesday. Um so I, I, wanted to, to thank all of you who are helping participate in, in keeping things going while I'm away. Um, thank you for that. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to, uh, to have this time. Um, so my friend Luke, Luke Waddell will be, will be speaking, um, during the month, month of March. Um, and, uh, I've, we, we've talked together about what he'll be sharing. It's gonna be great. Um, I, I look forward to being able to watch that online. Um, I going to, I, I'm going to ask several of you uh, to, to help with communion, um, just like Maria did. So uh, if, if you'd be willing to do that, that would be great. Um, I'll be back. Um, the first Sunday I'll be back is I think is a March 2nd, I mean April 2nd, um, uh, and that's actually a week before Easter. Um, FYI. So uh, I'd love to love to be able to get together with you that day. So on um, that day, uh, if you're available, I'd love to to meet like um, at just 10 a.m., uh, just a half hour before our normal worship service, where you know I could just get a chance to spend time with those of you guys who I haven't seen. Um, it just like coffee and the, just hang out. Uh, so on that that day, April 2nd, if you can uh, if you can come early just to to spend time together, that would, I I'd love that. Um, and then uh, I wanted to bring up to you that Good Friday um, is April 7th, I believe. Um, we're going to have a Good Friday worship service. Um, so if you don't know if Good Friday and Good Friday, we, uh, we basically celebrate the, the crucifixion of Christ and look forward to the resurrection a couple of days later. So um, that evening, we're going to have a, a Good Friday service that we're actually doing alongside a Hope Church. Um, that we're, we're, we're doing that service together. Um, so I hope if you don't know, Hope Church is the church that uses our building in the in the afternoon. Um, uh, it is mostly um, Korean folks. Um, so they are super, super great, super generous to our church family. Our church family wouldn't exist without them. Um, and so uh, they uh, they've been talking with me about the idea of doing a, doing a good Friday service together for, for a while. And so this year it's actually going to happen. Um, so, yeah, I, I look forward to that. Uh, I'd love for you to uh, to make plans to be a part of that. Certainly, um, we'll be. I'll, we'll share this stuff in, in emails too. Um, and then, uh, beginning April sixteenth, Sunday, April sixteenth, I'd love for you. We're going to be making a book available um, that I'd like for you to be uh, to be reading. It's actually um, a book about the cross um, by a guy named Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, basically, you know, lots of lots of Americans actually use this book to prepare for Easter. Um, it is similar to the kinds of books that we've used in the past to prepare for Christmas. Um, where, you know, you, there's a short chapter, you read it um, each day, getting ready, um, you know, getting, getting your hearts pointed towards celebrating Easter. Um, and so uh, we're going to make those books available uh, April 16th. And we'd love for you to, you and your family to read along um, as, you know, we, we get ready to celebrate the most important event in history, the resurrection of Jesus. Um, so I, I, I love the idea of of pausing during the year and saying, Let's celebrate this this important event. Just let's 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 celebrate it in a different way than we we celebrated each week. Let, let's 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 point our hearts toward it. Um, and so, I'd uh, love for you to read that book along with us. Um, uh, last, I wanted to bring up to you that as some of you guys know uh, my my son was supposed to make this announcement today, but he was sick. So uh, he uh, recently graduated from uh, Eastern and nursing. Yeah, yeah. So that's maybe he'll watch later. You can. <laughs> you can <laughs> I'll show it to him that for you. Uh, so super great. Um, if you guys know uh, any kind of medical um, t- medical studies are brutal. Um, this is brutal for him. Uh, just lots, lots to get through. So anyhow, w- one of the first things that uh, he, need- he decided to do after um, he uh, graduated, he's doing a medical missions trip. Um, uh, he'll leave March 18th and uh, it'll be through, it'll be a week till March 25th. So um, as a part of that trip, uh, I'd love for you if you're willing um, to to uh, supply some things for the people uh, there um, the, you know this, this trip's like I said to the Dominican Republic um, it is pretty uh, there are parts of the Dominican Republic that are very very primitive um, they don 't have access to you know things like vitamins, um, things like uh, you know shampoo so what we 're going to do uh, is we 're going to Send Dakota with, uh, send us with some, um, all the kinds, these kinds of things. So uh, the, the, the organization that i uh, traveling with is, is, has asked for these kinds of things. So uh, multivitamins, prenatal vitamins, um, uh, infant liquid vitamins, electrolytes, um, shampoos, snack size baggies, um, things like that, children with multivitamins. Um, I, I share that with you to say, uh, over the next couple of weeks before he goes, if you would, you either you know buy those things if you want to participate and bring those things here, or there'll be a box where you can put those things, um, and then if uh, there's also a uh, Amazon page that you could you could buy them on Amazon and then get them sent to here to Dakota, um, that will be uh, ArborBridgeChurch.com forward slash missions. You'll be able to get to that. Um, If you're interested, it's arborbridgechurch.com forward slash missions, Um, and that'll be a way that you can kind of contribute these kinds of, uh, these kinds of items to, uh, to go along uh, with him on his trip. Um, The, uh, uh, I got these little, I printed out some, I guess, postcard size cards that we'll have out there in the lobby for you. Also, if you'd like to uh, use, uh, use these to make your shopping list, but, um thanks for your support of him uh, thanks for your support of him. I appreciate it um, it is it 's a blessing like uh, like Maria said to have a church family who celebrates with him when he gets through something that was very very uh, very grueling so um, thank you for that thank you for that I appreciate that so um uh, One of the things that uh, Maria kind of hinted at or talked about is this idea of the day of Christ is going to come, you know, we'll be together forever. Um, And uh, for me personally, uh, sometimes it feels far away or it feels like, you know, man, this is... (laughs) Uh, it, but it won't be very long before, you know, we'll, we're all going to be rewarded according to how we've invested our lives. And, uh, you know, I, I want that day to be an exciting day for every person here. Um, every person who's a part of the Arbor Bridge family, I want that day to be like a, you know, a day that we're all ecstatic for. Um, it's they day where you look back at you know having spent your life in a way that you're like, yes, that's I did I spent my life. Everything that I intended to do, I, I did for him and his kingdom. So over the last few weeks, I've been asking you to think and to pray about investing your lives in this group of people. Um, how are you gonna invest your life in this body of Christ? Um so I've asked that you articulate the financial part of your investment by going to Arborbridgechurch.com forward slash investment. Or by filling out one of the cards out in the middle of the table in the lobby. Um, and this is, this is just a way for you to state, hey, this is what I'd like to, um, invest in this church body, um, financially. Um, if you're like me, uh, I, I don't, I don't pay attention. Um, if, if I don't pay attention, I end up keeping more, more of what I intend to keep, or I end up keeping more and more of what, what God gives me for myself, um, and, and I, I don't give what I intend to give. Um, I don't, I'm not as intentional. If I'm not intentional, um, I, I'll, I'll look back and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I totally gave a lot." And when if, if, if there was like a God, a God said that here's a spreadsheet of what you actually gave, I'm like, "Oh." I thought I I I did more than that. I thought I did better than that. Um, uh, Statistics show that for most of us, um, the more money we make, the bigger percentage of our income we tend to keep for ourselves. Uh, And that is uh, uh, yucky to me. Um, So it's great for me at moments like this to pause, to say, whoa, hold on, and, and ask, what does God really want me to give out of my income um, to his kingdom? Um, so uh, over, over time, for me, the percentage of, of the income that, that, we, that we give to, to, to church by itself has gone down, and I don't like that trend. Um, the, more, the, more I think, um, the more I think about it, the more I say, you know, I, I, want, I want to give intentionally. Um, and. I, I, I don't want to keep more. I, I, I don't want to... I, I think I lean towards, you know, I, I don't think I can trust God. Or I, 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 need, to, I need to hold tightly. And, and I don't like that. Um, and I don't like that if, if left unchecked, I'm, I'm drawn with this incredibly strong force to, um, to keep more and more of my money for myself. So uh, <clears throat> in a little movie that maybe you've heard of called Star Wars A New Hope, um, yeah, uh, the heroes... The heroes of that movie are on their way to become a part of this, this resistance against the empire, against the bad guys of the universe. Um, and so they're on their way to do that. And when they're on their way, they come in contact, they surprisingly come in contact with this, this moon-sized ship called the Death Star. Um, and the Death Star is equipped with this uh, invisible force that's called a tractor beam. Um, and a tractor beam is basically this invisible force um, that if you get too close to the Death Star, it will, it will pull you and your vehicle into itself. Um, and whether you want to or not, it will, it will draw you in. Um, so in the movie, that's what happens. Uh, their ship is, is, it flies too close to the Death Star, and it gets drawn in. They cannot escape until they turn the tractor beam off. And most of, lots of the movie is, is kind of centered around that. In my soul, there is a kind of, of tractor beam, gravitational pull towards just blind self-centeredness. Uh, just towards me and my way and myself and my perspective. It's just always, always pulling, always pulling. Um, an early church leader named Paul talks about this idea. He says... The power of sin within me keeps sabotaging my best intentions. And I obviously need help. I realize that I don't have what it takes. I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. And I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions as they are don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me Every time, every time. Um, If there is a uh, a kind of tractor beam of death inside me, always drawing me back towards my you know my personal planet of selfishness. uh, Every time I try to escape, how do I become the kind of gracious, generous person I want to be? Even when my best, best, best efforts get in the way of that. So sometimes, sometimes I'm like Paul and I, I. you know, I, I listen to this, these kind of words and I'm like, Paul, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I have moments of generosity where I get, I get impressed with myself. I'm doing something and I'm like, well, look at, look at how generous I've been. Look at how nice I've been. Um, and I start to believe that, that I have what it takes to be good because I'm being good in a specific moment. Um, But please understand what Paul is saying is he's he's not saying that he's never good or he never is nice or he never does right things. He's saying that the most natural thing to him always draws him back to, to his own personal little planet of powerful sin uh, and, and any good he does is he's saying is temporary um, and, and assuming you're good because you've done something temporarily or you do something good in a moment is like assuming that you can breathe underwater because like a fish you can go underwater but you have to come up <laughs> so good job you came up you went underwater for a second but eventually you have to come up you have to come up Paul is saying I can go underwater for a second but I can't see stay there. I can't live there. He's like, I want to live there. And I don't want to have to come up every time or every few minutes to, to catch a breath. He, and again, in this situation the breath that you're catching is like the, the disastrous toxic breath of sin. He's saying, I can be good sometimes, but on the whole, I can't be the person I want to be. Any good idea is temporary. So, How do I rightly prioritize things in my life when I know that my natural tendency is to to draw everything in that I can control and use to get what I want? So Jesus Jesus tells us this. He says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you and all the things that you want most will get addressed. Um, Another version says it like this. He says, What I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax. What I'm trying to do here is get you to relax. To not be so preoccupied with getting so that you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way He works way He works fuss over these things. but you know both God and how He works. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. So uh, when I chase Jesus, When I chase God, he breaks the power of the gravitational pull of sin so that I don't have to be preoccupied with getting anymore. Uh, I can respond to God's giving. Um, I don't have to live any part of my life like I don't know him uh, and the way he works. It It would be like if my daughter was at school and she she's calling everyone in the world saying, How am I gonna get home from school? How am I going who's gonna come pick me up? Well, and I'm just call me. And I'll come get you. He's saying, Don't live like you don't know who God is and how he works. One author or speaker said it this way, he says, You take care of God's business and he will take care of yours. And I'll add to that, and I'll say that shift, shift to that kind of thinking allows us to break the spirit, or break up the tractor beam of sin that is always drawing us in. Um, so, in our in our church. There's an opportunity to be intentional about giving that is at least, you know, that's at least one part of what we're doing is breaking, breaking that power. So we're, we're following a command to give because God said it. So there's that. God said it. So done. But also, we're breaking the power of, of sin in our lives. We're breaking the power uh, by seeking his kingdom first and investing in it. Uh, All of us are drawn to investing in our own little planets and little worlds and things like that. But what if instead we could all be investing in the same thing? So clearly, you know, we've got all our, we've got all our planets. But what if, what if all of us, we we all pointed our resources towards one planet, toward one planet? What if we could all get behind that idea uh, that that's that's what we're living for. That's what we're that's what we're investing in. That's what. That's, that's, so let me ask you this question. Um, and again, this is this is for all of us, myself included. How much is too much? How much is too much? Like how much money would it take where for me to get how much money would it take for me to be like okay that's enough Okay, no more no more money how much how much is enough or, or you know and again we don't if you're like me i don't i don't really think that way in regards to the things that i enjoy like i don't think about like i don't i don't think about like how much is enough star wars watching like what 's the point where like I, you know i 've watched this too much or i 've watched this too long or I, it, it 's nothing for me to sit like if, if if I had the opportunity sit down and watch all the Star Wars movies all in a row, like in one city, how much is too much like how much is how much is where i say i don 't need any more we don 't often put limits on our on our lives we don 't think about our limits and so, so Connected with that, connected with that. When you do have enough, when do you have enough of the things that you like to buy? Whatever that thing is like. So, once Jesus is is in the midst of this 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 message, he's he's doing a message to this large group of people, and he's talking about the kingdom. Um, And when when you read it, I imagine him being like super passionate, just like, oh, the kingdom of God is here. It's super important. He's he's saying, let's all invest our lives in the kingdom of God. It's it's bigger than ourselves. It's bigger than it's it's bigger than anything you imagine. He's saying, and he's saying, you know, all these things. He's saying, you guys, whoever acknowledges me public uh, acknowledges me public, publicly. I'll acknowledge them before the angels. And if the if you don't, if you're ashamed of me publicly, or if you don't acknowledge me publicly, then I'm not going to acknowledge you before the angels. And he's you know he's saying all these you know things about the day of Christ and all these things are coming. And he says, don't worry what's going to happen to you when you acknowledge me publicly. The Holy. If you get arrested, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say and show you what to do. It's, it's just, and I can imagine, you are know, I'm on the edge of my seat listening to Jesus. And so in the middle of all that, in the middle of him talking about all these things, he's in the middle of all, those, all these words when someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Bro, <laughs> read the room, right? You, you, did everybody turn around and be like, what? Are you here? What are you saying? Are you serious? That's what you have to say? This is, you, you want to be like, come on. Uh, this is what you have to say when Jesus is in the middle of like being passionate about the kingdom of God, help me divide the inheritance. He's caught in the gravitational pull towards himself. And he's so caught in it that he doesn't even realize what's happening. And what's being sad? And all I can think about is what his brother is keeping from him. And I I think it's very, very interesting. I think it's very, very interesting. Listen, um, and you can ask Jesus for whatever you want. You can ask Jesus for whatever you want, whatever's important to you. But we all do well not to forget what he wants, what's important to him. You can ask Jesus for whatever you want but we would all do well. This week guys, um, obviously most of you guys know, um, the power went out for many people in our state. Uh, I found it infuriating. (laughs) I found it. uh, Here's something interesting. I mean, angry. I found myself having more passion about not having power than I did about the shooting on MSU's campus. Like, I found myself having more emotion, more, more, power, more passion about not having power than the need for people to, to know Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God. I have more urgency to see my electricity back than I do to see God's kingdom expanded. So and think about this. I, 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 some of you guys know DTE has like a little app where they'll, they'll tell you, you know, here's when your electricity is supposed to be back. And while I get on there, I would, I would check that. I'm like, okay, when is, when is this coming back? Urgent. Urgency. 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 The tractor beam of death, drawing me back into myself, and again, it's 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 just it's such a good good life check. It's you know it's good it's a good life check to be like, oh, I, the, Paul was saying, you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm being nice or when I have what I want, man, I'm feeling like, woo, I'm good. What Paul was saying was that thing in you. That's what I'm talking about in Romans seven. That's what I'm saying when I'm saying you think you can, you can't be the kind of person you want to be. You can't even will it. Jesus responds to the man who asked for the inheritance this way. He says, man, who appointed, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out. Be on guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist of an abundance of possessions. Wouldn't that be a fun thing for Jesus to say out loud after you ask, Jesus, can I get a question? And he's like, Watch out. <laughs> Jesus warns everyone to be on guard against all kinds of greed. Uh, then he, he says that because greed's dangerous and sneaky, and you know, we don't see it in the mirror, and we've talked before about how you, you, never, you never know when you're greedy. You know, we always assume that we're not greedy. Um, we, we, but here's the thing: we never know when it's enough. We never know when enough is enough. Notice he says, all kinds of greed, though he's not just talking about money. Um, greed is when you assume whatever, you know, assume what you have is for yourself, whatever resources they are. Um, you know, they're primarily, primarily for your planet building. So, and a historical figure and a biblical character named Saul of Tarsus was this way. Um, he was relatively wealthy and certainly he, so he used his money, um, to, to just give himself an identity and advance his career and, but it just wasn't, it wasn't just limited to his money. He was very smart. He's very talented. He's knowledgeable about the, about the Hebrew scriptures. Um, he's just, very, 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 very talented. Uh, so Saul, he uses all these resources to build an identity for himself, and he was greedy with the resources that he had and he had access to. Um, so Jesus says, be on guard against that kind of, that kind of greed too. Life isn't just about you know, what you get, which you know, we all know that. We all know that. We all know that. We're not dumb. We all know things like that. But uh, there is this magnet <laughs> drawing us. To make his point stronger jesus tells a story he says this the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops then he said this is what i'll do i'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there i will store my surplus grain and i'll say to myself You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. So, uh, Pastor and author uh, John Mark Comer talks about um, how in ancient Jewish culture, uh, when a person had an abundant harvest and asked, "What should I do?" it was like a rhetorical question almost. It, there was there was a, there was a clear thing that you should do. Um, there was uh, so at that time clearly there was no um, there's no welfare uh, you know the, the, there's no there's no system to take care of poor people. So, when rich the rich people had abundance, it was assumed that they would help the poor. So when Jesus asked me this question, you know, it was like, well, if he has an abundance, duh, there's, there's, clearly he has to, he has to do it. But in this story, you know, the story that Jesus is telling the man was said, nope. And if if the story was a real story, you know, people would have been like, how could you, it would have been shocking. It would have been shocking. He tears down his barns, notice the waste and then build new ones. Uh, what's wrong with his old barns? He wants bigger and he wants better. Which, oh, that, that reminds me of uh, you know every September when the new iPhone comes out. Bigger and better, right? There, <laughs> what's wrong with your old phone? Nothing. <laughs> I just want bigger and I want better. And again, the, obviously the question is, when is enough enough? When's enough enough? What's it, what, you, The man in the story uh, Jesus tells uh, decides that his surplus isn't enough and he tears down barns and builds bigger ones and this is, he says, I'll say to myself, you've got plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. His plan is to take this surplus that he's made Save it. Build bigger barns. He says, I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. This terrifies me um, because isn't this like the American dream, right? (laughs) To have so much laid up for so long that we can just do whatever we want and we can seek our own kingdom and our own pleasure first. Uh, This is terrifying to me. And then God says to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded of you, then you will get what you have prepared for, then who will get what, what you have prepared for yourself. Um, this is how it will be with anyone, whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. This is how Jesus is defining, is defining greed here. Um, the one who stores up things for themselves, but it's not rich toward God. I love that word rich. He says, not, not just invest in my kingdom or not just gives, you know, gives. He says, you need to be rich toward my kingdom. Uh, and then when God, when, when, you know, when God asked the story, you know, who will get what you have, what you've prepared for yourself? What's the answer to that question? Who's going to get what what you prepared for yourself? There's a question, I don't know, but here's here's what we do know. It ain't you. It's not you. It might be be somebody you don't know. It might be that greedy little brother of yours that you hate. Uh, Who knows? But here's what we do know. It ain't you. It ain't you. You'll be dead. You have nothing to show for all your life and your hard work. So Jesus uses that example, that extreme example, to make, you know, to make this point, which, again, when he uses this, the, the example that's so extreme, we all assume that he's not talking, that's not me. But uh, the, that is why before the story, he says, be on your guard. Be really careful because greed is sneaky. You'll become a greedy person before you know it. He says, we break the power. We break the power by seeking his kingdom first, by investing in his kingdom first, thinking of it first. Thinking of it first. pastors talking about money is always weird, right? Because this is how I get paid. Um, let me say this. I'm very, very grateful for this church family. Uh, not just because it's my job, because you're my people. Um, this is the body, of, the body of Christ I'm a part of. Uh, and If this body of Christ existed and I had to get a job somewhere else, I'd want to still be a part of this group of people. So it's not, for, it's not about money for me. It's not about money for me. So recently I was going to therapy. Um, I, I, was, I was glad that uh, Maria shared about going to therapy. So she broke the ice for me so I could, go, I could follow up. And yeah. <laughs> uh, and. I was sharing with my therapist my feelings of failure. Uh, you know, I was frustrated and angry that I felt like I had failed you um, because our church wasn't, you know, getting bigger. Um, so she asked Montina to come in, my wife to come in. And she asked Montina some questions about you, uh, and what my what my therapist was, you know, thought was so compelling that I thought I would share with you. she thought. The diversity of the group of people in, in in a part of our church was really compelling. She thought that was really interesting. Uh, the, the, the diversity of thought, in, in particular, um, the people who were coming here um, weren't thinking the same um, as others do, but they were still welcomed. Um, she, she, she asked me how you know, how did you do that? And I'm like, I, I don't. I just say, let's go. I don't know. Um, that was that. That conversation that we had was shortly after our church's conversation um, about Roe v. Wade being overturned. It, she had no, no place in her mind for, for how it, a church would be able to do something like that. And she couldn't believe that the way that you guys honored people um, that, that did not necessarily agree with you. And she said, you know, that, that that was a success to me. She said that was a success. She said, Daryl, maybe you've been measuring the wrong things. And I do. I spend my time measuring the wrong things. Even when I know better, even when I know better, I measure things that are, you know, kind of leans toward building my kingdom and my world and my things. And that's why I kind of measure my, uh, my life successes, how things are going, building my little kingdom of whatever. Um, so let me, let me say this, let me say this, um, I would like for this family, this family to become what God intends it to be for it to continue and for it to flourish. So, uh <clears throat> we need your help to see that happen. So, our, our weekly giving budget is about 2100 per week. Um right now we're averaging about 1700 per week. Uh you can see last year as so to end uh the as of whatever December 25th of last year, we were averaging like 2500 a week. So, we we this is this is what it is it's just information for you Uh, we prepared a snapshot of the budget um uh, silver you want to put that out there if you put that in the middle table and you can put that with the the cards too um that would be great uh So Michael, uh, one of our elders, has prepared a a snapshot of our budget for you. So you can pick that up on the way out if you'd like to, if you're interested in in knowing how we spend our money and knowing where all the money goes. But uh, what I'd I'd like for you to ask is that, you know, if you have a role, if God has a role for you in making a difference in this kingdom, what's your role? Uh, And again, that's between you and the Lord. Um, you 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 give what you want. What yeah, Don't give what you want. Give what the Lord wants. Give what the what Lord is calling you to do. But um, for us to continue to have a platform to do ministry, obviously we have to um, we have to measure things. Um, and it's certainly not what comes first. But we you know we do that. What comes first is God and His kingdom. But um, we we measure we measure you know things things like that. But I want to do better at measuring things like. What makes this, this group of people special. Um, what makes this group of people special? What makes this group of people, what makes this group of people who I wanna be with? Like, and like Maria said, who I wanna see at the end of all of this and have spend forever with. Um, one of the things that I think is really amazing that I wanted to share with you is that my friend, Brittany Mackin, will be getting baptized next Sunday. Hey. measure that uh yes measure that that's that's that we get to be any part of that is insane so when you invest your your money here uh instead of keeping it for yourself uh that's what you're investing in that kind of thing you had a part in it you had a part in making that happen um that that we exist here and that she can be mm, thank you for that uh that'll be happening next week so uh if you're a part of this church family uh be here to celebrate that. Uh, I uh, I won't get to be here in person, but I'll certainly be watching. Um, thanks for letting me be a part of this. Thank you for, for being here. Um, I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll end our service this way. Let's pray together. Dear Father, I pray that our uh, love would grow more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, and that uh, we would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes from Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God the Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for being here. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information on our church, visit us online at arborbridgechurch.com.